Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, or listening to the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ayana. And we are Two Healthy Chicks, providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. So Ayana, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty jazzed. I'm, uh, you know, still not home. <laughs> this has been like, the longest summer ever, and I'm loving every second of it. But, you know, um, you make it work, and I'm happy yes. that we're, we're able to still have our recording. So I'm Love good. It. That's awesome. So what you drinking tonight? What's in your mug? <laughs> so let's keep in mind, I am still on vacation. I just want to preface <laughs> that it's gonna vacation. Be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have... Um, some mango seltzer. I have some mango vodka. <laughs> and I have some mango fizz. <laughs> nice. So I'm going to be very wired by the time we're done. Love it. What's in yes. your mug, Jenny? Oh, it is not even nearly as exciting as that. I know. I'm like, I, I think I just need to put my glass down. I just lost. <laughs> For those of you who are not watching but listening, you just missed a very vital visual. So you got to watch us. Yes. You're missing yes, out on the laughter. Yes. No, but I, I am actually coming down these are getting even more and more precious because I'm getting down to the bottom of my bottle of the um, pink lemonade uh, inner calm that's the uh, pink lemonade flavor and I'm coming down to the end of it so I love having my wine down with this ashwagandha is amazing for that and I just hope it becomes a permanent product because I want to replace that <laughs> very soon I know I'm about I've to been run using out. mine very sparingly <laughs> yes oh I just can't help it I have it every night I, I just I love it. It's such a great way to wind down the day. So it's no, awesome. I do intercom every night. I just don't use the pink lemonade. I use that like every three nights. You know, it's like uh, fine wine. <laughs> you were smart about it. I just went like, oh, no, it's going down, like <laughs> going down the hatch. Sapton. <laughs> All right. So tonight we have an awesome topic. We are talking about what it takes to build healthy relationships with other people. So we'll be talking about how to create health for ourselves through communication in relationships. And this is such a great topic because this affects, I mean, this affects every area of our lives, right? It can be beneficial Absolutely. in all kinds of places, like our families, work, friendships, civic organizations. I mean, you name it. It's definitely an episode for everyone. So we are going to be covering three main areas of communication tonight. Uh, the first one is appreciation. Yes. The second is habits and what gets in the way of forming a new habit and what makes it stick. And then the third one is skills. We're going to be sharing some key specific skills to improving our communication. So it's going to be a really valuable episode. And drum roll, please. I am so excited because we are not doing this alone. We have an expert in the house. We have Meredith Bell with us, and I'm really excited. Meredith is an expert in leader and team communications, the author of two books, and the host of the Strong for Performance podcast. She has worked with thousands of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and human resources professionals to successfully implement her company's products. Meredith co-authored her latest book, Connect with Your Team, Mastering the Top 10 Communication Skills, with her business partner, Dr. Dennis Coates. In it, Meredith and Denny provide a step-by-step how-to guide for improving communication at work. We are blessed to have her with us tonight to share her expertise with all of us. So please welcome Meredith Bell. 
Hello, hello, Jenny and Ayana. It's great to be with you. Oh, thank um, you. Very welcome. Yes, it is so great to have you. And um, if there's anything that you wanted to kind of say or elaborate on from your intro um, before we jump into things, or if you just want to jump into things. <laughs> no, I guess all I would add is uh, the expertise I have is from living and, you know, trying these skills myself over <laughs> the years. And the subtitle of our book says Mastering the top 10 communication skills because we never truly master them. You know, it's like a, an elite athlete. They are always working to up-level their game. And with communication skills, it's exactly the same. I think that's such a great um, mind uh, image um, in light of the Olympics that are going on right now. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that just makes all the sense in the world. You look, I mean, I, that just totally make it track and fields happening right now, you know, just for the in future when this comes out and just thinking of Usain Bolt. And I remember, you know, many years ago, like he was the fastest man in the world, like incredible, never been done before. And now people are breaking his records. Like it's crazy. I know like left and right it seems like every every i don't what are they called every heat yeah another record is broken mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty wild so i think that is so good that we can always improve in these schools never out right for anyone <laughs> yeah and i think no that's pun intended a good analogy <laughs> because really you know we're always looking to up level our own game there's no need to compare you know ourselves with someone else but looking at how can I be my best self mm. in this moment? And uh, part of what we'll talk about tonight is looking at a situation and how we've handled it in, in terms of acquiring the habits we need. It takes that slowing down and reflecting. So I'll mm. explain later how that all fits into everything. Because we, we're so busy, right? Yes. We're moving from thing to thing. And part of acquiring good habits and good skills requires some slowing down. Mm. Ooh, that's good. And that all pours into our overall health. So you may be wondering why we're talking about communication, but if you stop and think about it for a minute, it has so much to do with our overall health. And as we dive deeper, you'll, you'll learn why. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. So let's go into the first one, appreciation. I think this is such a rich topic um, because so many people just don't get appreciated and feel underappreciated. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes. Uh, it's very rare, I think, that you find people, whether it's at home or at work, that feel like they're really acknowledged and, you know, uh, and recognized. And so expressing appreciation, you know, we can't demand that from someone else. But what we can do is model it ourselves by being, raising our level of awareness. That's a really key point looking for opportunities to share a positive comment with someone. You know, that's one of the things that is a, a weird um, aspect of our human nature at times. I have seen where someone withholds saying something positive to someone else and they might say, well, I don't want them to get a swelled head or, you know, mm -hmm. this is what they're expected to do. But the truth is we all need to be acknowledged for the good things that we do. Mm. And it takes so little time and effort 
to really do that. And so, and, and I'll tell you, it doesn't matter what level of success you achieve mm-hmm. either. I will share a story that really hammered this home to me. When um, I attended a conference, I've been a business owner for 30 years, and I was attending a, a conference for entrepreneurs. And the fellow that was putting it on was a very successful businessman. And he had like a thousand people there. And he is someone who's a multimillionaire many times over. And whenever, and I went to these conferences more than once. And every time I went, I made a point of going up to him and commenting positively about something I was especially enjoying about that particular conference. And I remember clearly one time when I went up to him, he went, Meredith, you are such a positive person. Can I get you to call me every day and tell me nice things? (laughs) And I thought, you know, um, that just goes to show everybody because you know when people go to conferences they often complain about the temperature of the room or Mm -hmm. something that's not quite right and so the organizers hear these things but i'll tell you what else relayed to me that he was impacted by what i did because i also sent a note after the conference i found this perfect card that just on the front, it almost looked like I could have, you know, created it myself. It was nothing (laughs) professional looking, but the sentiment about it was perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I made a point of just handwriting a note of all the things I had enjoyed at the conference. And do you know the next month when the newsletter came, because they had a monthly newsletter, he had reproduced that card, the front and the side with my handwritten note. And took up a whole page. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, surely I'm not the only one. <laughs> hard commenting. But I think when people sense that you're genuine in mm. what you're saying, that is huge. And I was. And he could feel and see that. Mm. And I think that we simply need to look opportunities. I know today, and I've been married to my husband almost 40 years now, and today I am much better at Mm. expressing my appreciation to him for things that he does. You know, we were talking before we started about what a mechanical he is. He's a mechanical (laughs) engineer, and there's nothing in our house that he can't fix. And I will just tell him, you are such a genius. And, of course, he'll say, well, anybody could do this. No, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) But helping him appreciate that I value Mm. his contribution to our home and to our relationship. We all get so busy with things that are going Mm. on and we often are looking to other people to express appreciation to us. But you know what I have found is he appreciates me more and Mm. says it more often. So we, you know, need to model it for those in our lives. It's it's such a mistake to hold back and think, I'm going to wait till they notice. Mm. I'm going to wait until somebody else does something. And the fact is, we each can take it upon ourselves to just be aware, even at the grocery store. You know, I'll I'll just notice if the checker is moving fast, I'll just look at him or her and say, you know, I really appreciate how efficient you were Mm -hmm. at checking me out and smile 
of course, for wearing a mask. <laughs> no, but my eyes will smile, you know. But it's this idea of talk of slowing down enough to recognize the people that we interact mm-hmm. with in the smallest of ways. Yeah. You know, the the concept of modeling appreci- appreciation is really significant. I mean, it, it, it speaks to me because I think that instead of expecting or hoping for appreciation and then potentially setting yourself up for disappointment if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. if you're just focused on modeling it and then it coming back, that is a way more positive to go, way more positive way to go about life. And I, I, I definitely appreciate that. No pun intended. I appreciate that <laughs> concept of appreciation. <laughs> well, there's something but, else I want to say about appreciation that I learned from um, a, a guy named Dan Sullivan with Strategic Coach. And I was listening to a podcast. This has been years ago, but it just stuck with me. You know how we we think of things like land and investments and stocks going up in value, appreciating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's one use of the word. Oh. But when we, we saw the light bulb it, go off at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Oh. When we think about appreciating people, one of the things he huh. did that I have started doing more is before he meets with someone, let's say he's got a scheduled meeting, he will jot down things about that person that he values and appreciates. So when they come in the room, he doesn't go through a list of things saying, I appreciate this and this and this. No, it's his mindset about that person, Hmm. how he thinks about them, his attitude, his treatment of them. They feel it. And hmm. so the impact is their value appreciates in his own mind and their value appreciates in their mind, their mind. Wow. because of how he treats them. I yeah. mean, I get chills talking about that. That's amazing. Of the <laughs> value that you can bring to another human being right. simply by thinking about what are the things you value about this person before you interact with them? It's, it's quite profound, um, yeah. the, the change in attitude, because especially if you find yourself getting annoyed and wanting to, you know, lash out at somebody, if instead mm-hmm. you can pause and think about what is it about this person I value the most right? Mm-hmm. and have that at the front of your mind powerful that's power power yes that's exactly what it is and and it's interesting because like we're told a lot in different trains have had just your your thoughts produce energy that is that's how you perceive the situation that and, and people feel that even through a text message even through and so that is really powerful that is like we could be done right now and like, <laughs> like i got a lot out of it already from this conversation but we're not done we have so much more wow i do not want to go off the topic of appreciation but for the sake of time like we can always come back to that if, if we think of things um because that is goodness i think we could have done the whole podcast on appreciation 
um, that is really, really amazing. Really valuable. Thank you for all of that. Just, I could comment on a bunch of that, but I'm just going to leave it there because that was really powerful. Um, because I, I do want to move on to habits then. Um, so creating habits and so what gets in the way of forming new habits? Why are habits so hard to create and what is the key to make them stick? Because I think this is going to be a powerful setup for when we talk about the specific skills that we need to acquire for good communication. Yes. A key thing to recognize is the way the brain works. And that is, as we repeat a behavior over and over again, the brain hardwires a pathway for that. And so that is a physical connection that the brain makes. And so when we're introduced to a new way of doing something, whether it's how we eat, you know, our choice of foods, our choice of exercise routine, we've got a way that we already are doing things. And so it's important to recognize that because sometimes we get upset with ourselves and impatient when we don't suddenly change. Well, I want to compare it to you've got this well-traveled road, okay? And so you're used to going, think of a road you travel all the time. You don't even have to think about it. You know, you can be listening to music or talking to someone. You're not going to get lost because you know it so well. Well, that's how these pathways are in the brain. So when you say, okay, I'm going to change how I eat. I'm going to change how I exercise. That's like going on a gravel dirt road, right? It's bumpy. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It is not our normal pathway. And so that is why so many people give up hmm. because they haven't realized, oh, I'm going to have to keep working at this because what you have to do is repeat and practice that new behavior until it becomes the super highway. And that right, takes time. yourself. The other thing is it takes support. And that's why mm -hmm. having a community of people who care about your success, like, you know, Weight Watchers has been successful, 12-step programs, because sometimes even with them, there's a sponsor who's helping mm -hmm. you and sticking with you and supporting you along the way. So that's a really key aspect of, you know, making a change is get an accountability buddy mm -hmm. or get in a group where the people are all trying to improve in the same way and so you're supporting each other as you're going through this awkward phase because what's really interesting is as you attempt to change the old way to a new way you can actually get worse initially because you've got this competition going on in the brain what should i do what should i do <laughs> you're kind of going back and forth and and that's when people just can give up and say it's not worth it hmm. but if they knew going in that this is going to require a lot of practice. Think of any elite athlete going back to the Olympics, you know, the hours, the weeks, years that they have spent perfecting their skill. And when they try to make a subtle change and improve, that's difficult because it's different than this one pathway that they have created. So it's applying in all kinds of areas to the brain, you know, a habit, a physical movement, a skill, they're all the same. There are these wirings that happen that cause it to be automatic for us. So we don't have to think of everything. Imagine if we had to be conscious about every single thing <laughs> oh, we do. Goodness. 
you know, it would just take a lot of energy. So the way that we form the habit is with focusing on one thing that we're going to improve in and making that decision. This is the one thing I'm going to do and then taking action on it. So you commit to doing what's needed to do. And that's where the practice comes in. The third step is what people often miss Mm. and don't even realize they need to do, which is pause and reflect and ask yourself, how did it go when I did it this way? You know, what do I need to learn from this? What are the takeaways? So here are some questions people can ask themselves. And these, by the way, are great for a parent also. If you're Mm. trying to teach your child to do something new, and they're not going to do it perfectly either. So it requires patience with them too. But getting them to analyze, you know, first or analyze for yourself, what happened? You know, what was the sequence of events? And how did you feel about it? So you get it sort of the right and left brain. Then you get it, why? Why did it happen that way? You know, what was I thinking about? What was my motive? What was going on in my head that caused me to either respond this way or take this action? And then looking at the consequences, what was the outcome? Did I get what I wanted or did I go off the rails or, you know, at least um, go off track for a little while? And so what do I want to do differently next time? So you really think about the action that you want to take. And what this does is it facilitates, actually accelerates the brain getting that new wiring down because you're pausing to think about what happened and what you have to learn from that past incident to take into the new one. And that's really powerful to do that over time. And it's even more powerful if you write it down, because then that's another way that you're communicating, you know, with your brain. So if something happens, I found it a great way to keep from beating myself up over something that happened instead of being regretful. And I wish I hadn't done that. Then just take time to write out um, and think through what you're going to do differently next time. So you can move on from there. Yes. I love that concept of no regrets. I try to live my life that way. I feel like everything that has happened and is happening is with a purpose for a purpose. So however it played out in the past, no regrets, just learn what you can from it and move forward. Um, So yes, and actually it makes me think of the last couple of weeks where I spent some time with my sister and she continually beat me in Scrabble, but we'll just put that on the shelf. Um, And my brother-in-law always made it a habit to be like, oh, you lost again. No, I didn't lose. I learned a lesson. Learned a lesson. So we'll just move forward. Same concept. No regrets. I love that. Love it. So we will wrap up this segment. Thank you so much for all of that just priceless information. Um, We thank you again for joining us in this conversation about communication, where we talked about showing appreciation and forming or reforming habits. Be sure to come back for part two when we dive into specific skills, um, the meat essentially of communication. So you are listening to Two Healthy Chicks podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV.